Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, we need your help, and we're going to hook you up if you help us out. What's up, everybody? It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for uh, hanging out with us. It's that time of year around here in the uh, sports calendar where there's certainly a fair amount of things going on, and we have our senior spotlight rolling on here these next uh, several weeks, probably leading up to about mid-August. Senior spotlight, one of my favorite things that we do. I know I say that about a lot of our segments, but it really is fun sort of putting a bow on some of the great high school careers uh, from the year that was. So we, we don't really have a predetermined number of these interviews that we do. We just like to highlight... Uh, as many worthy kids as we can get a hold of that were some of the best high school uh, boys and girls athletes in the state of Montana. So that's going on. We will continue to have those interviews. We're also going to catch up with various people from around the wide world of sports in Montana, but it's certainly nowhere as busy or as filled with information and news as we're going to be here uh, in just a little while. And, you know, we have a pretty, pretty good formula for how we operate here at ESPN Radio as well as at Skyline Sports for sort of the build-up coverage to the season, then our, our coverage during August, during the preseason camps across the Big Sky Conference, and then our coverage throughout a football season. I've seen all sorts of different lists and countdowns and all that sort of stuff rolling out and coming out. And, uh, you know, our good buddy Sam Herter, Hero Sports, he's been producing a bunch of great content. I like to save some of that speculative stuff, some of that uh, entertaining stuff, some of those countdowns, rankings, predictions, picks. I like to save a lot of that for after the 4th of July. So here we are in the last week of June. we got a full week here in Nuanas now, and we certainly have plenty of stuff going on in the world of sports to talk about. But I also want to know 
what you want to hear about. So text us, 406-888-1029. What sort of topics do you want us to hash out? Anything works. Anybody and everybody that texts into this show here on this Tuesday is going to be entered to win Free Taglieri Deli. It's Tag Tuesday, presented by Taglieri Deli. Uh, they have two locations now here in the city of Missoula. One there at Beckwith and Higgins, and the other one there uh, in the Sawmill District on Wyoming Street. We give you an opportunity to win $25 from Taglieri every single Tuesday, including this Tuesday. We're going to get a lot of entries for this one. So keep the texts coming in, 406-888-1029. What sort of thing do you want us to talk about? We can give you opinions, we can give you debate, we can discuss, we can have certain interview subjects, whatever you want. Tell us, we have so many different ways that we present this show to you, whether it's us talking uh, about various different things, us giving you commentary, opinion, analysis, uh, us providing interviews with some primary as sports subjects. So anything and everything is up for grabs. Text us, 406-888-1029. What do you want to hear about? Who do you want to hear from? Uh, this summer over these next, I don't know, six or seven weeks. A tease for a little later on this uh, week as well. Uh, we will begin our Where Are They Now series. Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference women's basketball lead analyst, she joins us uh, throughout the basketball season. But last summer, we instituted a, a new Where Are They Now series, and that will be very, very fun uh, to have a second season of it. And uh, we're going to be joined by the Keller sisters, Cheryl and Julianne Keller, the... Uh, some of the, the first from Malta who started that great pipeline from eastern Montana to the University of Montana to play for the Lady Grizz. So the first of this Where Are They Now series will begin on Thursday. We'll be then back at it on the Thursday after the 4th of July. And uh, then we'll be rolling through the summer. I think uh, Krista has a, a couple handfuls, like eight to ten episodes planned. And uh, we really appreciate Ryan and Miller Law for supporting uh, our Where Are They Now series this summer, a very hoops-heavy Where Are They Now series uh, from some of the, the top college basketball players uh, for both Montana and Montana State. What are they up to these days? Krista has a whole list of really fun uh, people to talk about. So that's coming up. Uh, but let us know, 406-888-1029. What sort of stuff do you want to hear about? What sort of suggestions do you have? Cover more NAIA football is a, a, a text in, uh, and I think that's that's good. We, we've actually covered a fair amount of NAIA basketball because there's been so many great of the high school kids that we've been covering that are going to stay in-state or just to stay in the Frontier Conference, whether you're talking about Gatorade Player of the Year, Dougie Peoples, going to Montana, or excuse me, going to the College of Idaho, not going anywhere in Montana. That was sort of a surprise, but uh, uh Understandable, considering the College of Idaho was the uh, NAIA national champion in in men's basketball. You had the great run last uh, winter by Montana Tech, going to the Elite Eight of the NAIA national tournament. There's also been a lot of turnover in the NAIA. We're going to get to some of that turnover here in a little while. Kurt Paulson, who was very successful at Carroll College in men's hoops, he was uh, he resigned abruptly, and that was sort of a domino and. Uh, kind of led Royce Robinson to end up at Montana State instead of at Carroll College. But Carroll has a new head coach in men's hoops. Montana Western has a new head coach in women's hoops. We'll highlight some of those uh, subjects later on in our Treasure State Stars, uh, highlighting some of the best individual uh, performances and storylines from around uh, the state of Montana. So that's coming up. We're also going to talk conference realignment uh, within this show because, of course, we are. It's uh, the news of the day. I, I think it's the hottest topic in college football there's so many other topics that are getting more run right now, specifically NIL, 
some of the a potential pending, looming, dare I say, federal regulations when it comes to NIL? When, when will there be actual regulations? At some point, when you have this much money being thrown around, the federal government comes calling. I mean, the IRS is going to get money out of some corner of this NIL, if not the center of it. Uh, so that's been the, a huge talking point right now. But I think just in terms of college football in the West, I think uh, the potential reshuffling of a variety of leagues out West uh, certainly is going to be a uh, an impactful uh, state of affairs, and it's going to affect, I think, everybody in some form or fashion, whether they're primed to move up, they have to get kicked down, whatever it might be. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We also have our Treasure State Stars, as I mentioned. Uh, the schedules, uh, at least for the Bobcat football team, or the, the kickoff times for the Cats have been finalized across the board. There's only one pending, and that's Montana State at Idaho in Moscow uh, in mid-October. That's the only kickoff time for the Cats that hasn't been announced. The other 10 are announced, and of course there's five night games, and I'm already dreading the fall. <laughs> I know all you guys are looking forward to it, and I am too from a football perspective. And once you're at a night game, it's very fun to be there. It's always fun to watch college football. I mean, that's one of the main reasons we do it. It's just a heck of a lot of fun. But those night games, man, they just they kick your butt because they, they, you're just up so late when you're doing it from a, a media perspective and covering the game. I digress, though. We'll go through all the kickoff times for the Cats and also the solidified ones for the Grizz right now. The Grizz uh, have their non-conference kickoff times solidified, as well as their game at Idaho, which is uh, there's a kickoff time determined for that because it's going to be on ESPN2 uh, on national television. Uh, But then seven games still TBD when it comes to uh, kickoff time. So we'll go through all the schedules as well. Uh, we'll go through some of the best individual performances. And uh, then hour number two, we're going to have a little flash from the past. What were we talking about exactly a, a year ago today? Well, it was actually something that turned into sort of a, a multi-show segment, the Big Sky Pressure Cooker. What's the level of pressure at each of the Big Sky Conference football teams? It's amazing uh, how this could change in terms of no pressure to big-time pressure. There's certainly one school that's going from one end of the spectrum to the other, uh, but there's certainly a, a variety of different levels of pressure, I think, right now in the big sky. I think it's going to be a fascinating year in the big sky because for no other reason that y- you have – well, I mean, there's several reasons, but the number one factor is you have five new head coaches within the league, yet so many of those guys aren't new to the league. They've been in the league Some of them are returning as head coaches. Some of them have been coordinators in the league. Some of them have been uh, outside of the league as a uh, head coach for a long time, but now back in it. We'll go through all of it and uh, the level of pressure at each of the uh, individual programs. And uh, then Andrew also has a footy 15 for us, a excerpt from the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast, which uh, he has a new episode up right now. So go uh, check that out if you are so inclined. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Soccer in Snow and Smoke, hosted by and created by uh, Andrew Houghton. We'll play an excerpt of that uh, here a little bit later on here uh, on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whether you're listening on ESPN Radio or watching on SWX Montana Television or uh, streaming on the ESPN MT app, no matter how you're here, thanks so much for doing it. If you ever want to stream on your desktop uh, or your mobile device, you can stream this show and ESPN National anytime, anywhere, 1029ESPN.com. And again, if you want to be a part of the show, 
888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Also, keep these texts coming in. You guys are making the show for the whole rest of the week here. This is great. We uh, we mentioned the, the NAI. I, I know I sort of went on a tangent, went down the rabbit hole there about NAI basketball. NAI football is a good one as well, though, because I do think that, you know, first of all, being in Butte last weekend at the East-West Shrine game and seeing all the talent up close and personal, much of which is going to the frontier, I do think there's a lot of talented football players in Montana from Montana that are staying in Montana to play college football in the Frontier Conference. So that's intriguing. I also think you got um, some pretty talented teams right now in the NAIA uh, specifically in Montana. I think that Montana Tech and Rocky Mountain College both have a chance to be really dang good next year. And uh, I also think that the Frontier is in a really, really interesting spot. They, The Frontier had an, uh, an unquestionable juggernaut in the form of the Carroll College Saints as they won uh, six NAIA titles over the span of about 10, 12 years, including the four in a row, which was like an unprecedented run. Uh, in, in for most levels of college football, right? And then uh, there's been a lot of improvements in all the other schools, plus sort of a, a, a step back to the pack for Carroll College. And now I think the, the league's in a good place because I think there's good coaches uh, in the Frontier Conference. I think Kyle Sampson's done a great job at Montana Tech. He's done a great job to get the, the diggers into that, you know, sort of top 20 in the country level of, of play. I also think it's it's funny to me. I, I I don't know how this happened, but I'm so happy that it did. Butte is like a cool place right now. I think Butte's great, but I'm also, you know, 36 years old and also just a huge history buff. Some would say history nerd. And so I love just the, the history that exists there in the mining city. I also have a lot of ties to the mining city as well. And uh, so... But it's sort of an in vogue place. I think kids like going to school in Butte now. I think that's awesome. I think it's really, really uh, fun that that's occurring. And uh, that's why Tech's thriving, I think, in a lot of different sports right now. Uh, They're doing a really good job there. But I also think that uh, Rocky Mountain College has a chance to be pretty darn good this next year. Uh, So maybe we will dive into some some Frontier Conference. I'll hunt down an expert or two. How about that? A couple other suggestions. And if you want to get entered in to... Uh, our Tag Tuesday giveaway this week, Tag Larry, free uh, $25 gift card from Tag. Text us, 406-888-1029. Tell us what you want us to talk about uh, this summer. Ryan Leaf, that's a good one. Uh, certainly always a controversial one. Amazing that it's been um, so long since his rise and fall. Uh, 25, 25 excuse me, years this upcoming fall for Ryan Leaf when he was a Heisman Trophy finalist at Washington State, and, and as well as... Uh, then the number two overall pick uh, in the NFL draft. And uh, then most of us around Montana, we know what happened from there. You know, he, he gets drafted out of Washington State. He is a great fall CMR product, by the way, for those that don't know the connection of Ryan Leaf to Montana. Uh, he was a, an all-time great player at Washington State for the for the uh, Cougs. He then became a Heisman Trophy finalist. He was a first-round draft pick. And then he was tied with Peyton Manning forever. And Peyton Manning went on to be one of the great quarterbacks in the history of football. And Ryan Leaf was one of the great busts in NFL history. That was only the beginning of the story, though. Then you just had uh, a life wrought with and riddled by addiction. But then a story of sort of uh, uh, resurrection and triumph. Uh, he, he he certainly hit rock bottom, went to prison, and, and was uh, locked up for several years. 
but he got sober. Now he's doing motivational speaking. So I don't know. Maybe we'll just try to get a hold of Ryan Leaf. Why not? I mean, we we got the, you know, your favorite, according to you, the loyal listeners, we got the the most popular sports talk show in the state of Montana. So uh, maybe we will reach out to him. Other suggestions, sports cards and collectibles, of course. Uh, last time I was at Zootown Sports Cards, they gave me so much loot that I uh, I thought it was going to last forever. Well, that's not actually true. Uh, we opened up so much of it uh, pretty much right away. I, I was on this baseball kick, so we were showing off all these baseball cards. So uh, we'll certainly do some more sports cards and collectibles, no doubt. Uh, Grizz football projected starters. That's uh, certainly a good one. We will do that for both the Grizz and the Cats. I think that's both uh, really, really good. Uh, and I think we'll probably dive into that probably early July, probably sometime late next week we'll do that. That's uh, a really good one. Also, a tease for upcoming next month, uh, we'll have a return of our Grizz and Bobcats by the Numbers podcast. That's basically where I just go through the whole roster, just give you quick-hitting tidbits about every single guy on both the Grizz and the Bobcat rosters, you know, number zero through number 99. That'll be available at SkylineSportsMT.com, and we will also have excerpts of those Big Sky Breakdowns uh, here on Nuanas Now. Last suggestion so far, and if you have suggestions on what we should talk about, this is really fun. Look at you guys. You guys are not only making the show for us in the future, you're making it for us in real time. We're sitting here talking about all your subjects a little bit at least uh, here uh, on your Tuesday on Nuanas Now. Last one that uh, Andrew's forwarded to me so far. What is the status of mental health and nutrition specialists as part of athletics at Montana colleges and universities? That's a really good one. Montana State was the first school in the Big Sky Conference to have a registered dietitian and nutritionist within their strength and conditioning uh, support staff. I don't know if that's true or not anymore, but they were certainly the first, and that certainly gives them an edge within the scope of the league. They also, Montana State also has an on-staff sports psychologist. I would love to know if Montana has similar things. Uh, if not, what is the what are the, what are the factors that uh, are sort of holding that back? How big of an advantage is that for the Cats? Is there other schools in the Big Sky Conference? So that's a really good one. Thank you for that. And uh, then the latest text says, I'm sure you've had him on already, but I'd love a good recent Colt Anderson interview. The trick play epic fail with the Colts, seeing Joe Burrow work every day, his experience with Super Bowl week. That's a good one, too. Uh, Colt came on about a month ago, and if you want to hear that interview, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. But that interview was primarily about Colt's background and his upbringing and growing up in Butte and what it took to make uh, the Montana Grizzlies as a walk-on and what it took to make it in the NFL as an undrafted free agent. It was part of our Montana Football Hall of Fame series, so that's why we were telling stories of yesteryear. Uh, But certainly, I think uh, an update with Colt and uh, just sort of the... The, the being a part of the Bengals coaching staff through his eyes. I think that's a really good one. So uh, great suggestions. Keep them coming in. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Oh, here's another good one. Uh, this is from my mom. Hi, mom. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, create a way to explain officiating, including all of the different various rules, penalties, flags for football, the different levels of fouls for basketball, that's a really good one. I actually think that people sort of uh, say, you know, well, we kind of just understand it. I, I I don't know how many people actually do, and it could be a good refresher for us as well. I know she's tuning in anyway to the show, but tell her to listen to the Footy 15 today. Oh, that's good because you have a, a soccer official on, right? Correct, yeah. I, that's very good. Okay, so the Footy 15 will, will be coming up, so that's for you, Mom, and everybody else. 
Uh, but that's great because, I mean, there is. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I spent a lot of time watching sports. <laughs> I've dedicated more of my time to watching and playing and talking about sports than any other thing in my life, and it's not even close. Could I get 100% on a test about all the rules of football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, hockey? There's no chance. There is none. I think I understand the rules of the game better than most people that I have ever met. And I still bet you that I'm getting a B minus on that test at the very, what could you get, Andrew? If I gave you a test, like a hundred question test, and it touched on like eight to 10 questions about like the, the 10 most major sports in the, in the world, what would you get on that test? I'm getting probably seven or eight of those, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah like right, like right. A 75, right. 80. We're, we're getting like C's or B minuses, right? Yeah. And we watch so much sports. So it's, it's a great point. Uh, I do think that uh, it's worth explaining um, for everybody out there. Uh, so thanks for the suggestion. And keep the suggestions coming in, 406-888-1029. Or if you're like my mom, you can just text my personal phone as well. Uh, 888-1029, anybody that is entered, uh, excuse me, anybody that texts in suggestions for what to talk about this summer, uh, you'll be entered in to win uh, free Tagliari. Tag Tuesday here presented by Tagliari Deli. Um, let's dive in to a, just a brief discussion about this only because um, there's been a little bit of movement here. So... San Diego State on June 19th, so what's today, the 27th? So that's about a week and a day ago. They submitted a letter to the Mountain West saying that they are uh, going to leave the league. This was implying that they would leave the league in 2024, but there's a deadline this Friday, that's June 30th, for San Diego State to make that decision. The The reason there's been movement here, though, is that San Diego State is now doubled down or I guess backtracked and said, basically we still intend to leave, but, and they basically said, well, we don't, we need a little bit more time to figure out what it is we're actually going to do. So what's happening right now is there's so many dominoes that are going to fall. We know, here's what we do know for sure. USC and UCLA are leaving the Pac-12. They are joining the Big Ten. That's happening in 2024. Same thing with Oklahoma and Texas beginning the SEC. That's going to then realign or that's going to align with the potential for, if not uh, the certainty of, new TV contracts. So then there's going to be a mad race to try to get into one of the, the the big leagues. I think there's going to be either three or four that are getting the, the the best of the best when it comes to TV. I'm talking about getting it from either one of the networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, maybe Fox, or getting it from a, a gigantic streaming donor like an Amazon or something like that. But make no mistake, we're talking billions with a B dollars that are about to get thrown around for these TV rights. Teams are going to want, schools, I should say, are going to want to be in league so they can get a piece of this football pie. So, does anybody else follow USC and UCLA to the Pac-12? Or out of the Pac-12 to one of these other conferences? If so, what does that look like? Then, where do all the rest of the dominoes fall? San Diego State's basically saying, hey, here's my divorce papers. We're out from the Mountain West. We'll see where we end up. I think San Diego State's trying to position themselves to land in the Pac-12 to at the very least replace a USC or a UCLA, or if there's more movement to absolutely have strong footing to be there in the Pac-12, 
Where else does the Pac-12 look? And then what does that do then for the rest of it out west? The reason this is impactful for us as we sit here today in the state of Montana is that even though there's you know 245 Division I football programs in the country, 125 at the FBS level, 120 at the FCS level, Montana, Montana State, certainly two of the premier programs in the FCS. There's no question about that. But out west, there's what, three dozen or less Division I college football programs? I guess there's probably about 40 now if you really count like the Utah Techs of the world. I mean, they're Division I, so that definitely counts. But, you know, you got 12 in the Pac-12, right? You got 12 in the Big Sky, so there's 24. I don't even know how many teams are in the Mountain West right now. I think 11 teams are in the Mountain, 11 or 12 teams are in the Mountain West. So let's just call it 36. And then you have a couple of those whack teams, namely uh, Utah Tech that could be con- and Southern Utah, I guess, too, that could be considered uh, Western schools. And then you have the ones in, the, in Texas. That's more like a, a Southwest Midwest type deal. So th- what I'm getting at is when you only have three dozen schools in a region and a good percentage of those schools are at least exploring moving then the movement is going to affect everybody. Where does it all read a lot to? And the reason Friday is a big day because San Diego State has to decide what they're doing because if they don't have a decision made, their exit fee from the Mountain West is going to double. It's already going to cost $17 million. It'll cost $34 million if the decision isn't solidified by Friday. So the clock is officially ticking. Andrew, I have sat here and talked about this ad nauseum. I think people that are loyal listeners know what I think uh, – is going to happen or, or several of the scenarios that I could see happening. And as I always remind the people, I'm not necessarily advocating for a move up to FBS football for the cats and the Grizz. I just think the Montana schools have to be ready because the dominoes are going to inevitably fall. The cats and the Grizz have to be ready to realign themselves. If that becomes uh, the, the scenario, but what do you think of this? I've talked so much about it. Well, I'll just give you the floor. What do you think of this? Well, I think you're right. When you're saying that Montana and Montana State have to be ready, I'm not sure how much uh, this round with San Diego State, and I think I think you're right, and I think I've seen that reported, is that San Diego State has widely been reported as a replacement going up to the Pac-12. Right. And it makes sense. They just built a $300 million football stadium. They just played for the national championship in men's basketball. I mean, San Diego State, in terms of funding both internally and externally and also just its position in a a big-time city in Southern California, it's certainly the best fit to move up to the Power Five. That's right, and I think that all that makes sense. This, to me, though, feels like... Uh, it feels like the first stirrings of an earthquake. It feels like the sort of... the premonition, the tremors that are coming... Exactly. First... And we don't know whether that's going to lead to a, a full-on catastrophic earthquake, which would be, you know, Washington and Oregon choosing to follow USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12. Or we don't know whether that's going to lead to, uh, you know, just a lot of rumbling and not much else happening. Whether uh, can the Pac-12 uh, and George Klievkoff is the commissioner, right? He's a Vegas guy. Well, because the old commissioner got f- promptly fired because of their inability to keep pace when it came to the television money and also just the sp- stability of the league. I mean, you lose the, the LA product market. on the field. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, is he going to find a way to make the numbers work with their TV deal? Yeah. 
to keep the league together. And if that happens, I think all this rumbling is going to be just uh, much ado about nothing, and we're going to keep the status quo for a while now. But it, it's certainly something to watch. I mean, you've talked a lot about the potential scenarios here. Uh, what happens when Washington and Oregon leave? Where? What does Stanford and Cal do? Can, can they hold the league together? There are definitely scenarios where the Pac-12 just completely collapses because... The Big Ten steals a couple more schools, and then if Washington and Oregon leave, I don't know how you sell the next TV deal. Everybody else is going to want to leave. They're going to be searching everywhere for teams, and then maybe they steal the Mountain West teams. Mountain West starts looking at some of the FCS schools out here. I don't think that's going to happen this summer. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I don't think it's going to either. I think this is going to all be a gigantic bomb next summer. It's going to be so fascinating because you're totally right. Sort of the the canary in the coal mine is if Oregon and Washington leave. If that happens, though, then a whole bunch of the rest of the Pac-12 is going to be scrambling to leave. But I actually think the worst-case scenario for all those schools would be if none of them could leave except those top four and they all had to stay and then refill in the blanks with teams from out west, specifically from the Mountain West. Because then I think that that would, on one hand, give the Pac-12 standing as superior to all of the group of five, but inferior to the other Power Five school or the other the four other Power Five conferences. And I think that would be, it would just be a, a really it's. It, it would just define the limbo that the Pac-12 already lives in. That's right, but I think you, there's there's value to be had in embracing that, right? In figuring out what you are faster than everybody else, right? Because there are sure. going to be multiple other conferences like that. If the uh, if the SEC or the Big Ten is poaching from the ACC, right. uh, if Virginia and North Carolina. And maybe a couple of those football powers, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, leave. Uh, and that's sort of the big thing that everybody's watching out east. The ACC is going to be in that limbo, too. For sure. And there's there's huge value in sort of determining what your direction is. I mean, I'm talking like a conference commissioner right now. Yes. But there's big value in determining what your direction is going forward. For instance, like you brought it up, and this has been one of my big questions when you and Justin Angle are always talking about it. You got yeah. the three big TV networks. That's right. Where do the streaming services fit into this? Is for there sure. is there money to be made for the first conference who really takes a leap with one of the big streaming services? What right? And, what and, could the Pac-12 if they solidified their membership going forward, even if it's without Washington or Oregon, if they get the jump on on negotiating a um, a unique a novel deal? to broadcast their games with one of the streaming services, what could that potentially look like? Could a West Coast team win the national championship unless they join up with the other powers that be? What sort of influence could outside international money have on the future of college sports? We shall continue this discussion next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Certainly not probably one of John Mellencamp's more famous or popular albums, but certainly my favorite. John Mellencamp was so big time in the 80s and uh, such a, a great run of his sort of Americana-style rock and roll. But then his his first album in the 90s, Dance Naked, uh, was was awesome. I loved it, and I, uh, I still love it. A total sort of escape from, from what his 80s image was, and I think that's why it probably wasn't quite as popular or as critically acclaimed. But uh, a lot more blues. I mean, a lot of great bass lines there. Uh, Michelle DeNegliccello uh, duets that song there, which, by the way, one of the great covers ever, Van Morrison tune, but covered by those two. Uh, really fun. Really fun. Was listening to that one over the weekend. New one is now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on Tuesday. You want to get entered in to win a free $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli? Text us what we should talk about this summer. Uh, It's that time of year where uh, we have all sorts of space and room to have fun conversations. And we certainly have plenty of stuff coming up when it comes to interviews. We have a new uh, Where Are They Now series with Krista Redpath beginning on Thursday. So we'll have a whole bunch of fun stuff. But we still want to know what you want to know. 406-888-1029. Anybody that texts in, you're going to be entered in to win. $25 $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli. We'll pick that before the end of the first hour, so keep those texts coming in, 888-1029. Another text, uh, Lindsey Woolley. Yeah, certainly we'll catch up with Coach Woolley sometime this summer. I was just texting with him over the weekend, so he'll certainly um, make an appearance on the show. Uh, and then the latest text has previously suggested sports cards collectibles, but in the same vein as Ryan Leaf, which is to say wild speculation and how I ended up with a Jerome Walton autograph instead of a 1984 star Michael Jordan rookie card. That's how we got into this conversation anyway, talking about Andrew Jones's kid. That's right. Uh, 100%. It definitely is. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we'll come back to that. We'll come back. I, I, by the way, all of you that I've that I've read your texts so far on the show, only one of you is going to win Tagliari, but we're going to do segments on every single suggestion so far. So thank you. This is great. I love how educated and uh, engaged all you guys are. All of these are great suggestions. Uh, 
And uh, we appreciate it. Some of the stuff, you know, we would have certainly gotten to either way. You know, Grizz football starters, Cat football starters, Lindsey Woolley. But uh, I, I really like these. So keep them coming in, 406-888-1029. Let's talk some scheduling here on Nuanas now. Uh, the Bobcats solidified all but one of their kickoff times. So quickly, here's how it's going down. Five, count them, five night games for the Cats. They'll play their Gold Rush game September 2nd under the lights against Utah Tech. 6 p.m. kick for that one. It'll be broadcast uh, on SWX Montana Television. Their game against defending national champion South Dakota State will kick off at 6 p.m. in Brookings. That's 5 p.m. Montana time on September 9th. Montana State has a normal 1 p.m. kickoff, and by normal I say that's what time college football should be played. You can call me a Scrooge, but I just think that, especially in Montana, with how far people travel for the games, I just think it's better overall when the games are just in the afternoon. 1 o'clock is just a great time for a kick. You're going to have the most, uh, the best weather. I mean, let's be frank. Night games aren't going to draw more people than day games because guess what? Both Montana and Montana State sell out every game. That's how it goes. They're going to be full stadiums no matter what time the game is kicked off at. So why not make it uh, you know make it better experience for everybody involved? So many people come from out of town; they need to go home afterwards. If they if it's a night game, you got to stay in town. Okay, that's that's okay because it's good for the local economy. But when the game's not getting over till ten o'clock at night. That actually hurts the restaurants and the bars. Part of, you know, Grizz game Saturday, Bobcat game Saturday. You go to the game, and then you go out to dinner, and you go out for some drinks, and you hang out, whatever. That's all feasible. When the game gets over at 5, you can go home and take a shower. All of a sudden, you got dinner at 6, some drinks at 8, home by 10.30. You're doing great. I, I think that there's just so many downfalls to the night game. I know it's cool to see the stadiums and stuff under the lights, but... To me, I think it's a pain. I get most of the reason why they flex it. Most of it's because of the TV. They want to be on TV. They want to have the biggest sort of national uh, spotlight as they can. And the later the games are, the better it is. Regardless, uh, 1 p.m. kick for the final Bobcat non-conference game against Stetson. Then the uh, Bobcats at Weber State will be a night game. 6 p.m. kick there. Homecoming for MSU, September 30th against Portland State. That one kicks at 2 p.m. Uh Bye week is October 7th for the Cats. Then October 14th, they kick at 6 p.m. against Cal Poly at home. The following week, 8.30 p.m. kick. Gosh, 8.30 p.m. kick. That game is going to get over in real time at like midnight. We are going to be working until like 6 o'clock in the morning. I know everybody's got problems. Nobody cares about yours. It's just so hard. It's it's just really challenging to do (laughs) to be able to put out any sort of quality work when it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. But we forge on. We'll do it for you. I promise. We'll have it all ready to roll for you. So October 21st on ESPN2, 830 Mountain Time Kick from Sac State uh, as Montana State and Sac State, the defending co-Big Sky champions, uh, square off there in California. TBD for Montana State's game at Idaho on October 28th, but I'm hearing that's going to be an afternoon kick. And then uh, 1 p.m. kicks both November 4th and November 11th against NAU and Eastern Washington, respectively, each one uh, in Bozeman. Uh, those are the final two home games for the Cats. And then TBD for the uh, kick time for the the annual rivalry game between Montana and Montana State. But I can almost guarantee you that one will be kicked at either high noon or 1 o'clock because that's what happens uh, when it comes time for the Cats and the Grizz to square off uh, in the regular season finale for both teams. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. What should we talk about this summer? 406 
888-1029. Text us. That'll get you entered in to win some free Tagliari Deli. We'll pick a winner at the end of the first hour here. So keep those texts coming in. What do you want to hear more about here on Nuanas Now uh, during the next month or so leading up to the college football season? Doesn't have to be just college football, though. Anything works. 406-888-1029. Here's the Grizz schedule so far. Uh, The season opener for Montana against Butler will take place at high noon on September 2nd. That's a very adequate and proper kickoff time. Thank you. University of Montana for making your season opener right there at high noon. That one will also be broadcast on uh, ABC Fox Montana. The Grizz' second game, which is uh, September 9th uh, against Utah Tech in St. George, that one will uh, kick off at 7 p.m. And then Ferris State, the two-time defending Division II national champions, the uh, the Bulldogs come in here having won 56 out of their last 59. Yeah, that's a real stat. They're 56 and three over the last three years, at last four years, excuse me. They have been rolling people. They won the uh, Division II national championship game last year, 41 to 14. <laughs> so they are a very dominant team, and that's going to be a, a bear of a matchup, uh, no pun intended, with Ferris State coming to Missoula on September 16th. Uh, that one kicks at 6 p.m. And then the rest of the Grizz. Uh, games are TBD for kickoff times, except Montana's game at Idaho in Moscow at the Kibbe Dome. That one will also be on ESPN2. So those are your two uh, national television games this year. October 14th in Moscow as the Vandals host the Grizz. And then October 22nd, or 21st, excuse me, uh, in Sacramento at Hornet Stadium uh, as Montana State and Sac State square off as well. So those ones locked in. Uh, the rest of the kick times for the Grizzlies uh, are to be determined. So there's a look at uh, what's going down uh, for kick times uh, across the uh, the state of Montana for college football. Treasure State stars some of our best individual performances from around the state of Montana. That's next. Keep those texts coming in, though. What should we talk about this summer? <laughs> Russell Wilson highlights, somebody says. Uh, do you just want me to get mad about Russell Wilson? I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, uh, that might be the first one that's uh, not going to get talked about much. We'll certainly touch on Russell Wilson when we talk about the NFL. There's no doubt about that. But uh, if you want to be entered in to win some free Tagliari Deli, text us right now, 406-888-1029. Give us some summer materials. What have you been wondering about? What do you want to hear commentary on? Keep them coming in, 888 is now back right after this. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you're watching and you see me looking at my phone, it's because I forgot my computer. I know, I do this for a living. I've only been a journalist for 17 years. The only thing I really need to ever remember is my computer. I didn't. (laughs) We're in the midst of uh, overhaul 
Well, yeah, my house is a mess. It's it's a whole deal. Like I always say, everybody's got problems. Nobody cares about yours. So uh, that's why I'm looking at my phone because I'm just referencing some uh, some information. You got about 10 minutes left to keep those texts coming in. 406-888-1029. What do you want us to talk about this uh, summer? Any and all texts will get you entered in to win some free Tagliari Deli. 25 bucks to Tagliari, courtesy uh, of Tag every Tuesday here on Nuaz Now, Tag Tuesday, presented by Tagliari Deli. Uh, some news out of the uh, MHSA meetings. I guess it's a, a conference call that took place last week, and uh, they're announcing some stuff this week. Uh, the MHSA, Montana High School Association, they've approved an adjustment to the Class A state football bracket. That's deciding that the same number of teams from each division will qualify for the playoffs, and there won't be any divisional crossover in the first round. So the uh, Class A has, I think, three different uh, regions, so to speak, in in football. And so a couple of the regions got more qualifiers than the others. Now it's going to be all equal. That's my understanding of that. For Class A basketball, the board approved that it uh, returned to an eight-team state tournament with four teams qualifying from the West and four teams qualifying for the East. There'll no longer be the play-in games to advance the state. There was 12 teams that were making it these last two years with four of them playing play-in games to get into that field of eight. Now there will no longer be play-in games to advance to the Class A state basketball tournaments. For volleyball, the MHSA announced that Class A will go back to an eight-team state tournament with four teams from the West, four teams from the East. No more qualifying games there as well. Other blurbs from the recent MHSA meetings. This is all reported on by MontanaSports.com, by the way. Uh, An approval to the adjustment of the Class B football tiebreaker. Other than in the state championship game, if like seeds meet in the playoffs, head-to-head results will be the first criterion to determine the host site for the playoff game. Uh, It also approved the alternating Whitehall and Jefferson from the south to the west football divisions every two years uh, in the next classification of Class B. They also increased the number of qualifiers for divisionals and state track and field for the AA level. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'll review these documents and uh, give you some more nuance to all of these changes. But that's the news of the day. Uh, some Mainly some adjustments to the postseason when it comes to uh, Class A sports. A couple more texts. Lacrosse and rugby would be interesting to hear about. Yeah, we talk a lot of Grizz lacrosse during the spring. Uh, but maybe we'll explore some of the uh, the grassroots efforts to get those going. We have had a couple rugby guests as of late. The uh, the high school state tournament for rugby was at Fort Missoula. So we had uh, a guy from the World Rugby Association that joined us uh, as well. Another text, what emphasis should communities or should community tax supported youth sports play in our schools? Uh, interesting. Uh that's that. That'll be a deep dive, but that's actually an interesting subject as well. So keep those texts coming in. You will be uh, entered into win twenty five bucks from Tagliari, uh, like we do every Tuesday here uh, on Nuanas Now. Treasure State Stars is our best individual performances from around the state of Montana. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State star number one, Olivia Collins. She's a recent graduate of Bozeman Gallatin High School 
And as of earlier this week, she's now a two-time Montana Gatorade Soccer Player of the Year. She is on her way to Boise State. She's actually headed over there to Idaho's capital city to play for soccer for the Bronx later on this week. I, I, I've been in communication with her father, trying to track down Olivia to have her on the show, uh, hopefully sometime this week, because she's she's moving. She's moving to Boise uh, starting ne- next week. So um, very impressive high school career. Back-to-back Gatorade Players of the Year uh, scored Dozens and dozens and dozens of goals. I don't know what her career total was by the time uh, it was over, but I bet you she approached triple digits when it comes to high school goals. Certainly one of the great scorers Montana has seen in recent years and probably period. And uh, so we will have more from Olivia Collins. Uh, So stay tuned for that. That's coming up. Treasure State star number two, Ryan Lundgren. He's the new head coach for the Carroll College men's basketball team. Uh, He most recently was coaching at the College of Southern Idaho, a junior college uh, there in Southern Idaho. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does there in the frontier. Kurt Paulson did a good job there at Carroll College uh, and, in fact, had a couple great years. So uh, how does Lundgren sort of carry that momentum and how does he fit in? How do the Saints fit into a very competitive uh, frontier conference? Treasure State star number three, how about all the Montana Football Hall of Fame inductees from this last weekend? I was unable to make it this year. First time I've, I've missed it since we, uh, yeah, I, I didn't create it, but I've certainly been involved with it since the inaugural year. And I was sad to miss it. I had some family stuff to take care of, um, but I heard it was a stellar event as always. And uh, it, it was great. Uh, hearing the feedback from people from around Montana. And if you did go, I'm jealous. If you didn't go, you should certainly join us next year. It is the biggest reunion uh, of football in Montana. And it's always a, a night to remember there at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. So sad to miss this year, uh, but I'm glad that it went off uh, seemingly without a hitch. Trevor State star number four, Jacob Cowway. I hope I'm saying that right. It's K-A-U-W-E, but he is a uh, kicker at Billings West High School. And he, a couple weeks ago, gave his commitment to Kentucky. So he's headed to the SEC. Pretty darn impressive. And uh, that's probably an expanded conversation to be had. Is, you know, given the resources for kids, for training, exposure, all that sort of stuff, is being a specialist actually the best way to become a Power 5 recruit in a rural state like Montana? I'm not sure, but it seems seems like it could help. So we'll follow up with uh, Jacob Cowway of Billings West uh, sometime soon. Treasure State star number five, Mark Metzmer. He is uh, no doubt, unquestionably now, the king of the Missoula Marathon. He won the Missoula Marathon for the fourth year in a row. He threatened the course record once again. And uh, I just think it's really cool that he's a Missoula Sentinel guy, a University of Montana graduate, and now the dominant figure in the Missoula Marathon in his hometown. Uh, doesn't doesn't happen like that very often. Very storybook. Very cool for Mark Mesmer. Carter State star number six, Britt Cooper. She was a standout basketball player at Montana Western on their 2019 Women's Basketball National Championship team. And now she's the new head coach at her alma mater. She's been helping out Lindsey Woolley there at Montana Western for the last couple years. And now she gets a chance to lead the Bulldogs. She's very, very young. I mean, she was a senior on that 2019 team that won the NAIA National Championship. So, you know, you do the math. You think, you know, she's 22 or 23 in 2019. That was four years ago. So she's in her mid-20s. So this is a great opportunity for a young gal. And uh, we'll see if she can 
maintain that foundation that Coach Willie laid down there at uh, Montana Western down there in Dillon. Treasure State star number seven. How about Colin Buck? He's a former Montana State runner, originally from Butte, and he currently lives up in Kalispell. He's a flathead assistant track coach, but he's in the news because uh, two weeks ago he ran at the Grandma's Marathon in Duluth, Minnesota. Funny name for a marathon, but it was a prestigious field. And in that race, Colin Buck ran two hours and 17 minutes, which helps automatically qualify him for the Olympic trials. So you got a guy from Butte who walked onto the track team at Montana State, became a very competitive runner there at MSU. Now he's just, you know, a weekend warrior like so many of us. I'm not running marathons, though. I'm just playing golf. But this guy, he's certainly uh, training at a very high level. And uh, to be an Olympic trials qualifier, uh, pretty darn impressive. Thursday star number eight. How about Brianna Williams? She was the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year this last year at Billings Skyview. She's going to be a senior this upcoming year, but over the weekend she committed to the University of Maryland. There's certainly been a bunch of great uh, women's basketball players that have come out of Montana that have gone to the highest level of college hoops. You know, Jocelyn Tinkle going to Stanford, Jill Barda going to Gonzaga, Kristen Tillman going to Oregon State. I mean, the list goes on and on. I can't ever remember a Montana basketball player going directly from high school to the ACC. The only other Montana I can ever remember going to play basketball in the ACC period was Raekwon Evans, who also is a building Skyview product, but he had to go the JC route. He played at North Idaho College in Coeur d'Alene before then matriculating his way down there to Tallahassee to play for the Florida State Seminoles. Fascinating. You got the, the only two people I can name off the top of my head the play in the ACC. I know Mike Lewis from Missoula County Public High School way back in the day played at Duke, but I don't even know if Duke was in the ACC yet. But in terms of the, the modern era, only Raekwon Evans and Brianna Stewart are ACC Montanans in hoops. Crazy that they both went to building Skyview. Amazing, in fact. That's our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union. A great place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Thanks for all the texts. We will pick a winner uh, for our Tag Tuesday giveaway. And uh, we'll certainly follow up on pretty much every one of these suggestions over the next month or so. So I appreciate all the engagement. Appreciate all the loyal listenership. Our one in the books. What were we talking about at this time last year? That's what we're going to talk about today. My how much things can change in the span of just a single year. Big Sky Pressure Cooker plus 4015. Next, our number two coming at you, Nuanas Doubt, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.